Oasis. Oh, cool. That's right, boys. The real field of dreams. Only with concrete instead of all that grass. It is December 3rd, and you are listening to Rock Hard Caucus, the only podcast produced in the state of Iowa. My name's Justin. My good friend Evan is here. Hello, Evan. Hello. Nice to see you again. Yes, sir. Back on a Sunday. Yeah, we're uh, the Sunday streak is being revived. Maybe. We'd have to do next Sunday if we want to revive the streak, but... I'm available. We're one for one for this Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've got a, an important guest with us today. We've got Abigail Shetman. I guess it should, do you want me to use your full name, Abigail, or should I call you Abby? It's either's fine. Okay, let's let's go with Abigail, and it'll be very formal and serious. <laughs> Just like me. Yeah, a very formal, serious <laughs> person. Uh, Abigail very works sor- at formal, the, serious uh, podcast. Yes. Uh, she works at the Iowa City Starbucks, which is the first and only unionized Starbucks in the state of Iowa. Uh, and we're going to talk mostly about that. But before we get into the uh, the union and the labor topic, there is one thing that trumps that, something we have to discuss before we discuss the union. Uh, choking news. Choking news trumps all. We have to talk about the news of politicians choking. <laughs> Henry Kissinger choked. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, b- big news this week. Senator Joni Ernst receives Heimlich from Senator Rand Paul when she chokes during Senate lunch. I wanted to make sure I got everyone's thoughts on the big choking incident of this week. Uh, I'm reading from the Des Moines Register. This is by Katie Aiken. Uh, Iowa Senator Joni Ernst is thanking her colleague, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, after he performed the Heimlich maneuver on her Thursday during a Senate lunch as she was choking. Yeah, this is the the important part. Soon after, Ernst retweeted uh, Everett, the congressional, the Politico Congressional Bureau Chief, who broke the news that she choked. <laughs> he got the scoop. Congratulations, uh, Mr. Everett. She tweeted. Can't help but choke on the woke policies Dems are forcing down our throats. It doesn't make uh, a whole lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Especially considering she was choking on, I believe, pork, uh, which probably (laughs) came from the state of Iowa. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the twist at the end of the story is a big picture of uh, Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst holding big plates of uh, barbecue from the Iowa Cattlemen's Association. (laughs) <laughs> choked by her own people between the two wow. of them you'd think chuck would be more susceptible to the choking i think <laughs> it's interesting that Joni. well he's in great shape for his spotlight. age <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's that video of him vacuuming i'm sure you saw that <laughs> like, yeah wow i can't believe you're doing that dude i think there's more than one He's very proud of that vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, isn't it named? Isn't it like Daisy or something? <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not Daisy. But it, yeah, it has a, a woman's name. And it's, I think, as old as he is, the vacuum. Oh, uh, wow. They don't build them so like they used to. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing that we can all be glad about is that there is a real medical doctor, Rand Paul, there <laughs> to save the day. 
Yeah, he's uh, referred to in this article as a medical doctor and an ophthalmologist. <laughs> Is that accurate? Uh, um, I think he's just an ophthalmologist. Um, but Which I guess is, that's kind of a subset of medical uh, doctor, right? We'll, we'll give it to him. Uh, he was called a hero by Senator Mike Lee of Utah. He's the one who has like a very cool Twitter account, right? Based Mike Lee. Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> one of the coolest senators in office right now. Yeah, they were eating pork chops and ribeye steaks, but uh, according to Senator Ernst, it was woke policies that she choked on. She panicked. She was <laughs> she was panicking. She knew that was going to come out, and people were going to be like, "Oh, Joni." She was like, "How do I? How yeah. do I get this off me?" <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we had a big, uh, prominent politician choking story. There was Bush yeah. and the pretzel, like what 2007 or 8 yeah how soon we forget yeah has anyone Um, choked since then i don't know we need to keep politicians away from from bite-sized pieces of food yeah what's what's a safe what's a safe food that people don't choke on Um, water chuck grassley Um, knows applesauce (laughs) yeah (laughs) those like baby snacks that dissolve in your mouth we could probably (laughs) just feed them those (laughs) 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 babies don't choke on them yeah, yeah, exclusive new offering in the the congressional cafeteria. Baby food. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I just wanted to get everyone's thoughts on the most the most pressing story of the week, uh choking Joni. Now we can talk about the union. Um so Abby, you belong to the Starbucks Workers United Union, which is affiliated yes. with the SEIU, right? Yes. And just real quick background information. The Iowa City Starbucks that you work at voted to unionize on May 11th of 2023. So this was a while ago now. And that was a unanimous vote, right? Yes. So 25 to zero unanimous vote. The largest that Starbucks Workers United has had. Oh, wow. So far. Yes. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. And that's that's like hundreds of stores around the country at this point, right? Yeah. Over 350. Okay. Wow. And you have the record. That's... Incredible. Yes. And first in Iowa. Right. First and so far only. Yes. Store in Iowa. So far. So far. (laughs) So how did that happen? How'd you get a unanimous vote? No dissent among the workers. I think it's just like working at Starbucks kind of forces you to rely on the people you work with, especially the downtown location with how busy we get. Like we have to be on good terms with everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would say myself and other organizers, as soon as we kind of broached the topic of unionizing, everyone was pretty much on board. Um, we work with a lot of college students who understand that Starbucks isn't looking out for them like they should. And yeah, we're just like a really tight knit group. Um, we didn't face like a lot of union busting because of, the way we came out as saying we want to unionize and over almost a hundred percent of us have signed cards with the intent to unionize. Like there's not much you can do at this yeah. point. Yeah. To stop it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I also have a recent unionization experience, so I, I know yeah. a little bit about the process. Uh, you did the card signing and you got everybody in the bargaining unit to sign it. Right. Yeah. 
in our bargaining unit and as far as baristas go i think we were at like 22 out of 25 who signed yeah and a few people who didn't it was just like we couldn't get to them in time right so after this is how we did it anyway and i want to stress that i'm only speaking as an individual yeah. Right now. I, <laughs> I don't represent my <laughs> workplace in this conversation, and I don't represent my local or my international union. But the way it worked for us, we had people sign these cards, and then once we had a good number of cards signed, pretty much everybody, uh, the local sent a letter to our employer uh, asking for voluntary recognition. Is that mm-hmm. how it goes for Starbucks unionization efforts? Yes. Okay. And what was their yeah. response? <laughs> um, it was kind of funny. The day that like the letter was sent, our district manager, so our boss's boss, was in the store for like something unrelated. Mm-hmm. So we all just kind of like standing around like, she doesn't know what's coming. And then she got a call and like had to step outside. She came back in. She took one of the workers outside and I guess gave her like the whole spiel of like, the union's not going to fight for you. They're going to take away your benefits. And the organizer was just like, I know that's not true. Yeah. Like, she just kind of said it to her face. She's like, okay. So, yeah, immediately they kind of knew we weren't putting up with any of that. Okay. So, it was like a sort of division tactic trying to yeah. split people off. Okay. Yeah. So, you mentioned that there wasn't a lot of union busting before that point. Mm-hmm. And that's just because it was... Well, okay. So, they... They did not voluntarily recognize, right? How did the Uh election thing go for you? Well, they set our election for May 11th. And a lot of our baristas are college students. That was the Friday of finals week. (laughs) Right, yeah. So I think they were kind of hoping some people would be gone. (laughs) But up until that point, it was pretty good. Um, We had, like, as soon as we went public, we had so much support from Iowa City Unions in Iowa City, like Iowa City DSA was huge. And just like random people stopping in and saying, hey, I heard the news. Like, this is awesome. And I think that really helps too with baristas who are maybe unsure of like, should I do this? And then they see all these people coming in, like happy to see them as opposed to regular customers who often get mad (laughs) at like long wait times. So, yeah. I I don't think there was much that they could have done to divide us at all in that. Right. Before the election, there wasn't much yeah. they could do. Uh, but that doesn't stop them from union busting after, after. the election. <laughs> all the time since then. Um, yes. Before we talk about their busting, since you brought up uh, customers and how supportive most people coming in have been, have you seen anybody like against the union like expressing negative opinions towards the union um not people who come in the store Mm -hmm. mostly because i think people who come in are forced to see us and have a positive interaction with us and we try and have positive interactions anyway um but we did get a call one time that i picked up and was like hi this is starbucks what like what can i help you with they were like unions aren't in the bible bitch i was like oh (laughs) was that a direct quote yeah what does that mean (laughs) i don't know i just hung up i was like okay was coffee in the Um, bible i don't i don't think it is that's south american (laughs) yeah they didn't know about coffee yet (laughs) starbucks definitely wasn't in it no no (laughs) 
that was probably like the most like personal interaction that I had of people being against it because of course they're not going to come in and say it to our faces. Yeah. It's a weird thing to say. I don't know what my reaction yeah. would be to that. I would have to just laugh because it's. Yeah, it's that's all I did. <laughs> I don't often laugh. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, so I pulled up a bunch of articles. Uh, Abby, you've talked to the media a lot since the yeah. Iowa City Starbucks is unionized. Uh, so I'm just going to read a bunch of quotes to you. That's not, that's not okay. what I'm going to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but I pulled up, you know, news stories about pickets that you guys have done mm-hmm. and just just stories where you've been interviewed by the press. Uh, working backwards, I've got one from Little Village, written by Paul Brennan, published on November 17th, about a recent action that happened at your store. Uh, it's called Iowa City Starbucks Workers United, who find themselves at the center of a corporate lawsuit, protest unfair labor practices on Red Cup Day. My first question, what is Red Cup Day? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to explain it to people, because... If you're not like in the Starbucks sphere, it's so confusing. But all it is is people come in, they order a holiday drink. So one of our like seasonal caramel brulee, peppermint mocha, and they get a free red cup with it. It's a reusable red cup. It's like, I think if you buy the equivalent of it, it's like $2.95. Hmm. Um, so they just get like a free little cup with a drink. And people come in in like crowds like standing shoulder to shoulder for these promotional days. Red Cup Day started like five years ago, six years ago. I worked the first one ever at the store I worked at in Illinois. And we ran out in like two hours of these little red cups to give away. But the entire day was just people coming in nonstop, lines out the door. Even it's... after you ran out? Yeah. So then were they, the, don't were know they mad? That were were out. they mad? Yes. Because <laughs> Starbucks has been telling them you can go get a free red cup and then they get there and there's no red cups there's we're all just cups. like standing there covered in yeah. milk and syrup like we don't have anything <laughs> so this is like a, a collector's item is how people treat this I, yeah I guess it's just like a little reusable red cup it's not even insulated so if you use it at home like it gets too hot if you're putting hot coffee in it <laughs> You have to put like a little cup sleeve on it. Wow. I'm, just, I'm Googling Starbucks red cup. I just want to see them. You might run into the Stanley red cups that people have also gone crazy for. Yeah, cups are all the rage right now. Are they? <laughs> well, like the, <laughs> the, the, the. Well, I guess I'm thinking more like the cooler um, bottles. But yeah, people are all about storing beverages and. In cups. Yeah. <laughs> we love to drink liquid out of a receptacle. <laughs> All right. So what I'm seeing is basically a cup with the Starbucks logo on it. And like, it's a red cup and it's got some white mm-hmm. snowflakes on it. Yeah. And some of them That's have it. green lines also. Yeah. Well, there's been different designs over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I see just a, a cup. I see a couple of purple cups. What are those? I don't know what those are. Sometimes customers come up with their own stuff and like think (laughs) that it's. Here, you know what? Apologies to the listeners, but I want to make sure Abby sees these purple cups. So I'm just going to show them to you. You see these purple cups over here? Yeah. 
those might be like different countries like holiday cups oh, okay. because different countries get to do like different stuff with starbucks cups and like this entire like wall of cups that we're looking at is just like different starbucks holiday designs right because i don't know if you remember but a few years ago there was a big media hoopla that starbucks is like starting a war on christmas allegedly yeah, was right. starting a war mm-hmm. on christmas because they didn't play cups yeah <laughs> because they weren't putting merry christmas on cups i guess even though they've never done that right and wow. so you you go to starbucks and they ask you your name and you say your name is jesus christ and that's sort of the protest right yeah Have, has that ever happened to you at a starbucks you've worked at like somebody gives you a name as like a kind of protest like a conservative thing no oh <laughs> no i just get like weird people asking me to call them weird names Okay. That I'm just not gonna say. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious, like what um, what kind of names you're referring to. The like worst one was this old man came in, not at the store I work at now, my old store. Mm-hmm. Like him and his buddy, they really wanted me to call them Spanky and Spanky too. <laughs> like call out the name. I was like, <laughs> I'll write it, but you're just gonna take your latte and go. Like. <laughs> Spanky and wow. Spanky too. Yeah, Doctor Seuss characters. Very original. They kind of looked like it. <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, Taco John's had a Taco Tuesday every week, and my friends and I would go almost every Tuesday. And you know, we didn't just want to give them our real name every week. We wanted to have fun with it, so we would tell them our names were things like Tex. Okay. Tex was the. That's the only one I remember really off the top of my head. Because it just seemed like it would be a cool thing to be named. Tex. Yeah. You're just trying out different names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are just trying to take their pictures of their cups for social media with some silly yeah. name on it. That's true. They do true. like to do that, yeah. I was kind of experimenting with my identity. Like, what would it yeah. feel like to be called yeah, Tex? Yeah, what, what if you were Tex? I would love to see <laughs> the version that you were named Tex. Like, the alternate <laughs> version, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Alternate yeah. universe. Yeah, I think I think the Tex Tex Comer never leaves Nebraska, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're he leaves doesn't he stays in Nebraska and he's working on a ranch. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's calling Starbucks when they unionize. To yeah, let him yeah. know it's not in the Bible. This ain't in the Bible. <laughs> all right, so more from this article about Red Cup Day because um, you all did kind of a picket outside during Red Cup Day, right? Yes, we went on strike. We were on strike against the unfair labor practice of Red Cup Day because it's one of these huge promotional days that we're doing all this extra work. Even if we're at full staff, like we just get so busy that we're flying through drinks. We're like literally running behind the bar to try and keep up. And this should be negotiated with the union. Um, Starbucks hasn't yet negotiated on promotional days with union. So we went on strike. Um, we walked out Wednesday at noon and we're on strike for the entire day of Thursday, which was Red Cup Day, mm-hmm. and went back to work on Friday. Okay. So was anyone working in the store on Red Cup Day? <laughs> no. <laughs> so nobody no. could get their Red Cups? Not at our store, no. Okay. What happened to the Red Cups? Um, we just kind of gave them away on Friday. Oh, okay. But people okay. wanted them. <laughs> We were like, uh, do you want this? And like half the people were like, I don't really want that. Wow. Okay. So it's like, 
it has to be on the day itself. Otherwise, people don't care about the cup anymore. Yeah. It's like a fever. It is. (laughs) And the fever breaks. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like consumerism. It's like Black Friday stuff. (laughs) It's like a moment of clarity where they're like, oh, I guess I don't really need like another cup taking up space on my shelf. (laughs) That's really interesting. Uh, Okay. But I also wanted to quote this from the article. There are over 70 complaints of unfair labor practices by Starbucks still pending before the NLRB, National Labor Relations Board. Since the unionization effort began, NLRB administrative law judges and federal district district court judges have ruled 38 times that Starbucks has acted illegally. Now, my question to that is, and? (laughs) Because nothing has happened, right? They haven't actually faced any consequences for that. No, because the NLRB isn't able to do much to enforce their rulings. Um, they can't even issue fines, is my understanding, Yeah. on Starbucks for all of this. They can order Starbucks to pay back pay for like unjustly fired workers. Um, mm-hmm. A huge thing that just came out is Starbucks withheld benefits from union stores. So they've been right. ordered to like back pay and give them the benefits, but... If they don't, there's not much they can do to enforce these rulings. I saw one thing that they did uh, ask along with returning the benefits to the people who needed it, uh, which was Howard Schultz, the former CEO of Starbucks, was um, forced to do a apology video to <laughs> workers. Mr. Howard Schultz, I'll do anything to get your I could do anything to get your fucking ass elected. Please, I want I want there to be Starbucks president, your first brand uh, president ever. <laughs> um, have you seen that? And can you tell us anything about that? I have not seen that. I don't know if it's come oh. out yet. Maybe he's hmm. still in the production phase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did Bet make us a lot to it. At one point, um, there was like a company-wide mandatory meeting, which was an hour-long video of Howard Schultz talking about how unions were interlopers coming in and just an anti-union video, just starring Howard for some reason that we all had to sit through. (laughs) He does like to put his name out there. Um, He loves it. Yeah, and I want to also make sure this is not uh, missed, but Howard Schultz was Hillary Clinton's pick for Secretary of Labor right. um, when she was, you know, obviously going to win the 2016 election. Right. Um, so <laughs> I guess we can be thankful for Biden in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's his labor secretary? I'm not sure, but he's definitely doing a better job than Howard Schultz would have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Knew, I knew who this was. Oh, Julie Sue is her name. Yeah, yeah. Julie Sue uh, from from the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Knuckles comics. Julie Sue. She's like uh, Knuckles' girlfriend, created by Ken Penders. She's the Secretary hey. of Labor. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I, You know, I see that name. It's like, I know that this is going to be out of left field for most people hearing this, but I have to talk about Ken Penders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe like the biggest... The biggest thing in this article from Little Village is that uh, it mentioned a a federal lawsuit, right? And so this is from the Iowa City Starbucks Workers United Twitter account uh, retweeting a central Iowa DSA tweet about a Palestine solidarity rally. So (laughs) Starbucks is suing the union itself, not you specifically, 
Abbey or, yeah, or the, the Iowa City store, but the union <laughs> itself. Uh, the Iowa City union members were unexpectedly thrust into the national spotlight when a tweet of their union X page played a central role in a lawsuit Starbucks filed against the national union. Uh, X being Twitter. They should have just said Twitter. On October 9th, two days after the surprise attack by Hamas fighters on Israeli communities near the Gaza border and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's promise to exact an unprecedented price in response. There's too much background info here. The Iowa City Starbucks Workers United account quote tweeted a post from the DSA about the protest. Now, on October 18th, Starbucks sued Starbucks Workers United for trademark infringement, citing that tweet as an example of how the union's actions are damaging the company's reputation. The company claims the October 9th Iowa City tweet was an example of the union's reckless and reprehensible behavior. By making the tweet a central feature of his lawsuit, Starbucks was able to file its lawsuit in federal court in Davenport, even though Starbucks Workers United is headquartered in Philadelphia. All right, let's let's go back. Uh, trademark infringement. What's their argument there? I think it's based off of what a lot of companies have tried to do to their unions, where they're saying our union has taken their logo and taken their name, even though it's Starbucks Workers United, very obviously the union, and the logo is very obviously different than the Starbucks logo. And they're <laughs> saying people got confused and thought that Starbucks itself was supporting terrorism, <laughs> allegedly, um, and got very upset about it. Um, yeah, that's what Starbucks is upset about. Yeah, they summarize it briefly here. Starbucks wants the court to order the union to remove Starbucks from its name and stop using a logo featuring a green circle, which it claims is too similar to the company's <laughs> trademark logo. <laughs> so so they own the rights to a green circle. I think, too, like years ago, there was, there was this place called Dumb Starbucks that used oh, the yeah. name. Yeah. And Nathan like, yeah, you. gotten a yeah. trademark. Yeah. Trademark lawsuit with Starbucks. And I believe he's allowed to do that so <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see that's a great episode of that show it gets into parody law and uh yeah he was able to get away with it for a while and the the starbucks workers united logo is like a green circle with a fist holding a cup right uh a shaker which is like where oh, we make shaker. all our shake uh, yeah all our shake okay. shaken drinks in shaken espresso strawberry acai pink drink <laughs> okay <laughs> we mentioned this before we started recording but evan and i are not big coffee drinkers so a lot of the starbucks products and the process are are pretty mysterious to us yeah it's very arcane it's like uh it's like uh you're an alchemist or something yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah oh, chemistry you guys aren't frequent <laughs> strawberry acai with lemonade light ice and no berry drinkers <laughs> Um, like an acai bowl. Yeah, I know what strawberries are. <laughs> okay, part of the way there. <laughs> yeah, what what is like? So, but part of the reason that this unionization effort has been so successful is that the demands on Starbucks workers are kind of over the top. People ask for crazy things, right? What's the worst drink that you have to make, or the worst product? It's not all drinks, right? Yeah. Um. Mostly drinks that like gets us bogged down. It's very Starbucks is set up like very assembly line. Um, 
if you have enough people, like you have people that take orders and then make the drinks and then hand the drinks out. The thing about like people being able to customize their drinks is they can tell us three pumps of this syrup, two pumps of that, four pumps of this syrup. And it takes me like 10 extra seconds just to process what I have to make. Mm-hmm. And when I'm trying to make like 30 drinks in 20 minutes, every second counts at that point. Yeah. I don't know, like craziest because people just order like just a bunch of syrup, basically. <laughs> and that's like easy yeah. to do. It's just there's so many drinks with so many syrups all at one time mm-hmm. that really gets us. It's the volume. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that everybody can ask for very specific things. Yeah. And all of the different cold foams. So vanilla sweet cream cold foam is like 2% milk, heavy whipping cream, vanilla syrup all mixed together. And people put it on top of their drinks. Like they'll get an iced white mocha with vanilla sweet cream cold foam and caramel drizzle. All one drink. It takes maybe like 10 extra seconds to make because you're adding the cold foam. That bogs you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people can customize their cold foams. They can add different syrups to that. And just the process of making all of these things separately takes so long, takes so much extra labor that Starbucks management like just doesn't even know about because they're not back there making the drinks. Right. They they just sit in the back office or they, yeah, they're not working with yeah. you, side by side with you. I'm thinking of two potential alternatives to this system. Uh, one is sort of like a, a Chipotle style. So you've got all the syrups in little bins in front of you and there's like a line and the person, they get to the beginning of the line and they say, I would like coffee. So you put a little coffee in a cup. And then as you go down the line, they see everything laid out in front of them. They're like, Hey, give me just a little bit of uh, that syrup and that foam. And they're just in bins like already produced yeah the worker does it in real time right in front of them which is i think it's too close to the system that already exists so it doesn't solve the problem exactly yeah and then my my other idea is sort of like um frozen yogurt style where the (laughs) the customer pours the coffee into the cup themselves and then Mm -hmm. puts everything they want in it themselves and then you weigh it at the end and charge them based on weight. <laughs> you don't know this, but I used to work at a frozen yogurt shop in yeah. Iowa City. And oh, that was okay. a different sort of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer your job now or the old one? Um, I definitely prefer Starbucks. I love my coworkers. I love yeah. the coworkers there too, but I get paid quite a bit more here. Right, right. It's always good. Nice. Is that a result of your that too. right? The union thing has the pay gotten better since you started this? Um, no. <laughs> um, Starbucks is still um, withholding pay raises for union stores because they say, "Oh, we have to negotiate with the union to get you guys raises," and then you, the union says, "Well, if you want to enforce raises, we'll just waive that right, so you can give people raises." And right. Starbucks is like, no, we have to negotiate, and then won't negotiate. And with then they us don't negotiate. Yeah, it's clearly yeah. punitive. Like they're punishing yeah. the stores that have unionized. Yeah, even after the NLRB like uh, decision, they still yeah. can do that. Multiple decisions. Wow, they can do that. 
Yeah. It's a very bad faith thing. Like it, it happens with like every place that unionizes as far as I've, I've seen like it, there may be like a regular pay raise thing. Like every year you get like a 1% raise or something, which is why people unionize because 1% raise is bullshit. Uh, but then if there's been like a union election, they're like, well, we can't we can't alter the pay rates of anything until we've got this contract out of the way. Like as if the union would object to the workers just getting right. more money. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not gonna, yeah, you're not going to get in trouble for that. And you know that and everyone else knows that. But it's just, yeah, very bad faith. All right. Well, maybe I will read one quote from you from this Little okay. Village article because <laughs> you were asked for comment about the lawsuit thing. Uh, and you said, it was pretty shocking at first. Then it kind of set in that this was against the union, and they weren't really coming after us. They're coming after this movement that is way bigger than us. So it's not like we're alone in this. The union is handling the lawsuit. It just made it that much more clear that we need to come together at this point, and that unionizing is something that will protect us when we do decide to stand up for what we think is right. This is in uh, regards to the Palestine Des Moines rally that uh, your Twitter account retweeted so how did you find out that the iowa city tweet was very central to this lawsuit how was that brought to your attention the union like told us that they'd filed in iowa (laughs) and of course at first it was like oh my god like us and they were like you're not in trouble you're fine (laughs) of course it's just another one of starbucks union busting tactics Except this time they're trying to leverage a genocide to right. union bust. Yeah. Is. <laughs> really cool. Um, it's also interesting that they, like, because because of your store, they can file this lawsuit in Davenport. Despite the fact yeah. that this state has one unionized Starbucks store <laughs> and yes. other states have hundreds. And other various unionized Starbucks accounts were also tweeting in support of Palestine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in places like Chicago and Boston, California. Yeah. Um, and they chose Iowa. Do you think our backwards judges are going to be more uh, sympathetic to the case or something? <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like a very flimsy case considering like yeah. other unions have similar um, like company names or um, logos incorporated into their names and logos like and the fact that like any reasonable person is gonna be able to differentiate between the union and the actual company like it's seems just like uh union busting yeah and i think it's very clear that our twitter account is the unionized iowa city starbucks store Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah obviously yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you say that the people can easily tell the difference but <laughs> I have another article here. This is from Deanne Durbin with the Associated Press. This is about the, the lawsuit. Uh, article is called Starbucks Sues Its Union in Iowa Over Social Media Support for Palestinians. And this is what Starbucks says happened after the unions uh, posted in support of Palestine. Starbucks said it received more than 1,000 complaints about the union's post. The Seattle-based coffee giant said workers had to face hostile customers and received threatening phone calls. Vandals spray-painted Stars of David and a swastika on the windows of a Rhode Island store. I didn't dig any deeper to see if there (laughs) were photos of that, but, like, I assume one person didn't do both of those, right? 
a Star of David and a swastika. One person <laughs> came at one time and another came later. It's like, oh, yeah. bad this. Uh, okay, so this they, they allege that they received more than a thousand complaints about about this. Um, since the Iowa store was kind of central to this controversy, did you receive? Did anyone come into the store angry about Israel, or did you receive any phone calls about that? Nope. I, we got way more pushback um, when we announced unionize. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we have not received any sort of comment from yeah. anyone. I have a strong suspicion that the same people emailing Starbucks are the same people emailing like Disney about their their woke agenda. And so I'm kind of <laughs> curious if like Starbucks really actually wants these people as their customers. <laughs> yeah, that might be more of like a negative uh, image, you know, problem than than the union. Yeah, that's sort of an overarching, like the arc that Starbucks has been on for the past like ten years or so, where they they made a big effort to like paint themselves from a PR standpoint as like the gay store, right? Like they yeah. they were very uh, supportive of like rainbows and everything, and then oh, yeah. and then in the past, like since the unionization started, they have like backtracked on a lot of that which was the subject of another uh picket that you guys did this year right yeah um no pride decorations were allowed this year even though we've been allowed them for years and starbucks likes to paint itself spent decades building up their reputation as like a progressive company right um and then this year we were told no pride decorations at all and from everything that i read about that they didn't really offer an explanation for why they had changed course right um, do you have any speculation as to why they may have changed their mind? I have probably a lot of speculation. Um, what we were told is that Starbucks is trying to, I guess, do away with decorating for like anything, um, any sort of holiday, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because we have like Christmas decoration, not Christmas holiday decoration. <laughs> we have a little tree of like gift cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's presents. We advertise holiday cups, but yeah, pride wasn't allowed because Starbucks is trying to be, I guess, more apolitical, <laughs> whether that's a direct result of the union or just trying to appeal to a larger customer base, customers that might have straight away before upon seeing like a pride flag hanging up. Right. Yeah, they're trying to win the the homophobes back, which doesn't seem likely, right? Uh (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people really like the ice white mocha with vanilla sweet cream and caramel drizzle, no matter (laughs) your political beliefs. Right. And the strawberry acai with lemonade and no berries and light ice. People really enjoy that. Yeah. Americans in general have a hard time, you know, abstaining from their treats over ideological <laughs> convictions right <laughs> right right it's true i remember when um there was a lot of weird media about um target and their their pride yeah displays or whatever how they moved them to the back of the store or something or even got rid of them i don't i don't know everything that happened with that but they tried to like it was presented as a safety concern because like the weird people who email Disney every day were like coming in and screaming that they're grooming children. Is that like, was Starbucks afraid of that? Like, 
crazy yeah, right wingers think, think that they're a little bit they're grooming um, the coffee drinking children yeah <laughs> but like these people aren't coming into starbucks to begin with they're mm-hmm. not really going anywhere to begin with i feel like they're just like pranks who just go out to yell at people mm-hmm. and as long as i've worked in like service industry that people like that have existed and maybe we're more aware of it because we can see everyone doing it on the internet but mm-hmm. people especially in iowa have always been coming in everywhere to get mad at me for something <laughs> that is like wildly beyond my control <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i've got an article from the press citizen about the the pride picket that happened over the summer and i think i showed up one day for that right i was there oh yeah didn't you have the there was like some sort of Sonic. I got to hold the yeah. Sonic sign. Yeah. That, yeah. that David uh, made. <laughs> so this is a press citizen article about that uh, written by Ryan Hansen, July 5th Starbucks, wor- Starbucks workers strike for pride against decor restrictions. Corporate pushes back. So I wanted to read, Oh, this is also quotes from you. So I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable to have your words read back to you. <laughs> Do you feel like, so I've been, I've been quoted by the media a couple times, not as much as you have. Do you feel that they capture your voice correctly in text? I don't know. I <laughs> like I'm so like disconnected from just myself in general and the words I use sometimes that I'm like I guess for the most part, especially in Iowa City when you have like little village coming out to talk to you, like they're not trying to entrap me into something. <laughs> I didn't say, but it is kind of awkward sometimes. Um, Our store specifically, there's just a few organizers who will talk to the press. So I feel like sometimes I'm just like there and they're like, go talk to Abby. She (laughs) talks well. I'm like, I don't think I do, but (laughs) I mean, they're always taking quotes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That um, there was that Iowa City Federation of Labor labor day picnic thing and i i talked to like a tv reporter and they didn't use any of the video and i felt like the the way i was saying things would have worked a lot better if you could see me saying it and then yeah they printed it like verbatim with like a lack of punctuation and i was saying i was saying like the words like and yeah as like interspersed in my sentences and it was all fucked up like (laughs) yeah I do that a lot too. I had to give a lot of presentations in school. So I mm. try and not use filler words. Right, not right. that I have anything against them. I do use them <laughs> frequently. But I just get like so in my head. I'm like, I got to try and sound very precise with what I say, mm-hmm. especially after like a lawsuit. Where right. I'm like, oh, I don't want to fuck anything up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd think that I have enough practice talking. I, yeah, I guess if you have a podcast, but <laughs> I kind of have an excuse. I don't do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting too much. I'm putting recordings of myself speaking out like every week or every other week. I should be I should be capable of giving a a nice quote to the press, but not always. OK, so this Press Citizen article by Ryan Hansen. It's mostly about the pride stuff, but then it ends with this. Continued staffing issues also fuel protest. Since the Iowa City store unionized in May, workers have seen their hours cut, Shetman said. That's you. Okay. Though she said it is impossible to tell whether the two are related. 
Uh, businesses at the downtown store, oh, business at the downtown store slows during the summer when the University of Iowa students are away. However, she still feels necessary staffing has fallen short. So is that still an ongoing issue now that school has started again? No, we do have like new in-store management and she's a lot better at making sure that they're staffing on the floor during the week for like school stuff because we get so busy with all the students going to class. Um, One thing that gets crazy is football games, like Saturday Mm. football games. We never have enough people because everyone's coming in to get coffee before they're tailgating. And Hmm. it's all families all ordering like 10 things at once. Yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine that's, it's possible to handle the the workload with any number of people at that point. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really a problem that can be solved. Oh, well, maybe less football. You have to go oh. higher. Like, <laughs> um, Wait, did we get that last night? <laughs> I, I did see in one of these articles that Kirk Ferentz is a regular mm. customer of your uh, your shop. And uh, it says here that he actually tips as many points as Iowa scored in the Big Ten championship game last <laughs> night, which is zero. Um, um, no, no, he started giving us his change now. Like his coin. Oh, <laughs> really? Is... Oh my god! <laughs> All right, now that—that's some dirt. This is the real reason people listen to this podcast. Is for <laughs> I had, little I had things to get like that. that. <laughs> I think we looked it up one day, like on break. We were like, because he comes in every day and pays in cash every day. Every day he needs. That's crazy. Coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess a lot of people we probably like, come in every day, making? right? Yeah. Oh, he's the we highest really paid nice state people. employee. Yeah. Yeah. So we looked it up because it's public information. Yeah, yeah. It was like $7 million. million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could buy the store. He could. <laughs> well, he's giving us his change now. <laughs> so we're working our way He got out. shamed by the, the article into <laughs> day, giving yeah. his change. Come I didn't now. see that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, this... This is a very popular podcast, so hopefully we can shame him even <laughs> further, you know? <laughs> no, Kirk shouted us out once. Um, he was, like, dodging reporter questions, and he saw someone with a Starbucks cup and was like, did you get that downtown? Are they still on strike? And I guess it was for one of our, like, strikes where we were on strike for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of cool because a bunch of people who didn't even know that we were unionized who were trying to get dirt from kirk ferentz were suddenly aware that oh yeah on strike. <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's cool that's cool it does say in the article that he was uh accepted a sticker but did not put it on uh to support <laughs> yeah. the union <laughs> yeah the uh the sip in right yes mm-hmm. people came in and got stickers supporting the union yeah i think he was like he just happened to be there right because he's there every day yeah he, yeah he, he couldn't turn it down <laughs> yeah i mean that's <laughs> yeah. very you know, public employee thing to do. <laughs> you can't, yeah, can't turn it down, but you can't put it on either. Oh yeah, yeah. I I hadn't considered that. I mean, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. He gets paid <laughs> seven true. million dollars a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he wants to express yeah. an opinion, I think he would get away with it. I, well, I kind of cut you off when you were talking about everyday customers. So aside from Kirk Ferentz, are there any other celebrities that come in every day? We see Brian every day too. <laughs> <laughs> do they come in together? <laughs> No. <laughs> He's kind of an anti-celebrity, actually. <laughs> He's a heel. Uh, the thing is, he's always, like, very nice to us when he comes in. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But, which all of our regulars are. 
Good. Like, yeah, they know us. They know us by name. Yeah, they're very fun. If you're going to come in every day, you can't be mean. It's going to be right. a problem. Yeah, you can talk to. I would say all of our regulars. Yeah, <laughs> all of our regulars are celebrities to us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think you'll have uh, good thoughts on this last quote that I want to read to you. This is another uh, Press Citizen article, and this was right when you had your unanimous vote. Uh, Paris Barraza wrote this in the Press Citizen, May 11th. And this is just one excerpt from her article. Uh, Andrew Troll. Andrew Troll. I didn't realize I would have trouble saying that. It's like the R's. Andrew Troll. Senior manager of corporate communications at Starbucks told the press citizen in a phone call uh, Friday morning of the next steps that will occur following Thursday's vote. That includes the NLRB certifying the vote that no objections are no objections are filed by either party and initiation of the bargaining process. So some of those things have happened. Uh, Troll said first. Troll said, first contract typically takes a number of bargaining sessions regarding concerns. The process may go longer than what is deemed good faith. He said, after a series of negotiations, when terms are discussed and tentatively agreed upon, the contract will be voted on by union members at the store. It is not, I'd say, a one and done process, Troll said. Starbucks is committed to meeting in person with union representatives for that store to move the good faith bargaining process forward to discuss proposals and move towards a first contract. So this is a quote from corporate from May, right when the vote happened. He's talking a lot about bargaining sessions and meeting face-to-face with representatives of your store. So since May, how much progress has been made on that? On their end, haven't seen anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much nothing. And the union files for every single store to try and get bargaining session started at least within a month after you vote to unionize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we haven't seen a single thing. Still it's... just waiting to even bargain. Right. Wow. So it's been, it's been a little over six months and there's mm-hmm. not been a single meeting to discuss nope. terms and negotiate a potential contract. Okay. Yeah. My situation was obviously a little bit different. We were unionizing a nonprofit theater Although a similar number of people in the bargaining unit and also a unanimous decision in the election. So that was in November of last year. We signed our contract. It officially went into effect in June. You now are at about the point in the timeline that we were when we had our contract. Yeah. And they have not met with you a single time. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. There are a few stories out of the... 350 that have voted to unionize that have even gotten into meetings to mm-hmm. bargain a contract and no contract has come. Right. And they have specifically, they, they've declined to negotiate with like the union as a national entity. And they're doing this on a store by store basis, right? Yes. Well, and they're also not doing it on a store-by-store yeah. basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're taking their sweet time with yeah. it. If they were doing it, that would be a huge waste of resources. So, like, it doesn't... That's that's crazy. Yeah, and there's not much the NLRB can do to force them into it. Yeah, I feel like they just don't do anything. Like, you know, the NLRB is a a, a federal 
bored. Like they have a lot of potential power that's not really being exercised. Um, I guess, I guess I'm going to blame Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him stop (laughs) you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something has to be, there has to actually be consequences for a huge corporation like Starbucks breaking labor law continually, like nonstop. They're obviously doing it in full sight of everyone and they they just get away with it. Yeah. And everyone knows. And um Howard Schultz was put in front of mm-hmm. whatever like committee that was with Bernie There's Sanders a where Senate thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the Republicans just felt so bad for him the entire time he was there. <laughs> and <laughs> Got to listen to him give his side of the story. <laughs> I mean, his side of the story is like, we don't want to. It's going to cost us money. Yeah. His <laughs> whole feeling that Starbucks is already a family and they don't need anyone else coming in. <laughs> yeah. A big, huge family. He has big, a personal huge family. relationship with every Starbucks employee. They're all his nieces and nephews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on his Christmas present. um so abby do you have any like uh well i'm not gonna ask you if you're gonna go on strike anytime soon but do you have any do you have any like uh events coming up where people can show their support for your union not really events but the union is asking that people don't buy gift cards for the holiday season and kind of spread the word to not buy gift cards um even like in-app gift cards starbucks app is basically a bank for the company like people just load money into it and it sits there and they get to use all that money Mm -hmm. um so yeah don't don't buy gift cards cool yeah we can spread the word do not buy a starbucks gift card do not put your money in the starbucks bank app yeah (laughs) make sure to tip your barista yeah that'd be pretty nice and I know that you guys are on social media. The Twitter account is Iowa City SBWU. Uh, you're on like Instagram too, right? Not the union, not our store union, but okay. there is like a Starbucks Workers United yeah. Instagram that has updates for the union. Did I see, wasn't there like an Instagram page for the store itself that was run by union members or something? Yeah, it's run by baristas, okay. but we don't use it a lot. Okay. And the thing with the Twitter is it's like me and one other organizer. So when people are like getting mad at us, like it's just, it's just us, just two people. <laughs> yeah. Well, the two of you are uh, using the Starbucks name to uh, encourage terrorism around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Iowa city. S bucks is that Instagram account I was talking about, but that's not quite as associated with the union. No. Just our Twitter. Yeah. Where we haven't updated it a lot recently. Yeah, we will for try good though. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another, there's a store in um, Lincoln, Nebraska, and mm-hmm. that's like the only Nebraska store as well. Right. So we're trying to update people as well about that store um, because they've been facing a lot of union busting too. And it's a little testy out here in the Midwest. <laughs> For our union, at least. Yeah, yeah. And that's also like a, a college like location, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, uh, let's wrap things up with, uh, 
I got to read a couple things to end the show. But Abby, you've been great. Thanks for letting us know about the gift card thing and just talking mm-hmm. about the whole process and all that. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, nice thank you so much. Uh, if you like this show, Rock Hard Caucus, you can call us and tell us what you think of us. 319-849-8733 is the phone number. We can also uh, receive packages and physical mail at P.O. Box 5336 in Coralville, Iowa, 52241. You can send us money at patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus if you have money and you would like more podcasts that are about Sonic the Hedgehog comics. Those are up there on the Patreon. Uh, events coming up, there is a there's a Trans Solidarity March in Iowa City on December 8th, starting at 6 on the Pentacrest. Uh, a big part of this is that there was a protest in October, and a month later, the University of Iowa Police Department arrested uh, six people that were involved in the protest. All six of those people are trans. They didn't charge anyone who was not trans with any crimes, so it seems kind of fishy to me that they picked and chose six very specific people to charge with crimes. Anyway, that's going to be a big part of that uh, that Solidarity March is supporting those people. You can find out more about that at joco6.org J-O-C-O-6 like Johnson County. joco6.org mm-hmm. Find out more about those charges and how to support those people. Uh, in Des Moines on Saturday, December 9th the band Haploid is having their album release show. Haploid was interviewed on our podcast back in August. That was fun. Uh, and I'm going to be playing with them for probably two minutes on stage that night. So December 9th <laughs> at XBK in Des Moines. That'll be fun. Uh, and yeah, we're going to close out the show with some music by Haploid since I just mentioned them. If you make music in Iowa and you would like your music to appear at the end of this show, please go to rockhardcock.us, click the link at the top that says submit music, and maybe I'll put you on the next episode. All right, this has been Rock Hard Caucus. Thank you. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Abby. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to do some awkward ending to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>